הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שותרנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשבר עצמה. ובפרט רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למנחנו במקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגם את שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. עכשיו ברוך השם. Today we uh, hop into a new podcast on Sichot Aran, uh, starting with Siman Lamedzayin, Lesson 37, continuing on the uh, subject of Emunah and Epikosut about faith and battling atheism. Um, Rabenu is going to speak about this a little bit more, and then we're going to speak about something else in Siman 39, a beautiful idea about uh, emotions and uh, Feeling the pains of others. And um, let's hop right into it. Siman Lamedzayin. Epikorsut nikret masa. Rabbeinu tells us that heresy or atheism is what we call a burden. A masa, a heavy lifting. Kemoshe Perash Rashi. As Rashi explains al masa'achem on the word masa'achem. If you go to the verse in Dvarim, chapter 1, verse 12. Um, it says over there that basically... Um, how can I alone bear the trouble of you and your burden? Moshe Rabbeinu was saying this. How can I alone bear the trouble of you, the Jewish people, and your burden, your Masa'achem? And look what Rashi says on the word Masa'achem. Melamed, Rashi comes to teach. That when Moshe Rabbeinu was saying that how can I bear the trouble of the, you and your burden? Tachachem, your, um, your, uh, your toiling, your... Your Torah, the fact that you bother me, uh, and Masachem, your burden. Rashi says that Masachem is a reference to the, the non-believers among the Jewish people. That during that time period, there were also people who didn't believe in Hashem Ibarach, or were atheists or um, non-believers. Yeah, and this is surprising, shocking, um, thinking that we left Egypt and all the people who left Egypt saw what they saw, Matat Torah, everything. And yet, nonetheless, we still have people who lacked faith, lacked emunah, and didn't believe in Hashem, or didn't believe in the tzaddikim, etc. As we're going to see here, that a lot of the time, um, non-believers choose not to speak against Hashem, but speak against the tzaddikim, as we're going to see in the next siman. But we see this idea, and this is something that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is, is uh, saying, and Rashi hints to us. Alken, therefore, Rabbeinu teaches us that when, therefore when a person travels to the tzaddik and decides to go on this journey, embark on a journey to go visit the tzaddik, he throws upon himself, sorry, he throws off himself this heavy burden. Which heavy burden? The heavy burden of atheism, of heresy. Because by the fact that he's already traveling to the tzaddik, he already has faith. Which is the exact opposite of epikorsut. We know that being a, a Yehudi, being a Jew, is someone who has emunah. As we say about Mordechai Yehudi, that Mordechai Yehudi had faith, emunah. This is why he's called Yehudi, as the Chachamim teach us. And uh, this inyan of emunah, just traveling to the tzaddikim, is already a testament of faith, thereby uh, proving the fact that you're rid of uh, atheism, that you're throwing off your atheism, your heresy, even within yourself, the philosopher within yourself, just by the fact that you're traveling to the tzaddik. Which is something crucial. So here Rabbeinu is hinting to us the importance of traveling to the tzaddik to get rid of that atheism within you. The atheism of the world. The atheism which is constantly trying to attack the Jewish soul. Siman Lamed Chet. Lesson 38. Rabbeinu brings the verse 
from Tehilim, chapter 73. They have set their mouth against heaven, against Hashem. And their tongue walks about the earth, it travels around the earth. Now Rabbanu is going to expound on this verse. Because now atheism has spread very greatly. Heresy has, has begun its spread um, among the world. And this atheism has allowed the cord to be untied. Is the language brought in by Yikharaban, the Zohar Kadosh. The cord, the strap has been untied and broke. Has been broken. So that people can now speak against against all the tzaddikim and upon all those who fear Hashem Meaning that atheism now allows people to speak against the true tzaddikim against those Yirei Hashem. And um, Rabbanu seems to be hinting to the fact that there's many people that, um, that today, unfortunately, think that they can believe in Hashem and they decide to speak against the true tzaddikim. They say, oh, we don't need the tzaddik. We don't, what do we need the tzaddik for? We can connect to Hashem on our own. This is the biggest shtut in the world. This is the biggest fool, foolishness in the world. There's no bigger foolishness in the world like this. And this is actually a, a point of uh, atheism in thinking that you do not need the tzaddikim to guide you on the path to Hashem Ba'ach. As Rabbanu proves over here, that uh, this atheism has allowed people now to tie the, uh, what do you call it? To untie this cord and allow people to speak against the true tzaddikim. Rabbanu teaches us in Chaim Oran. A few diborim that are very, very powerful. Words like uh, fiery coals. Rabbanu t- tells us like this. Before the true tzaddik comes into the world, everybody can serve Hashem Bach on their own. They do not need to attach themselves to the true tzaddik. But the second the true tzaddik comes into the world, is the second that it's impossible to come close to Hashem without him. His advice is so true. So Rabbeinu is explaining that the advice of the tzaddik, the true tzaddik is, is such a treasure. It's impossible that now the tzaddik comes into the world and gives the advice, it's impossible not to use it. Because that becomes the only way to serve Hashem. And because it's accessible, the fact that you're not using it is a very big problem. So um, we see this inan here. Today many people Unfortunately, we see this, and uh, we have to we have to show them otherwise. Many people think today that it's a very big. Th- it, it's not good to follow a tzaddik. It's not good to, to attach yourself to tzaddik to follow the words of a of a tzaddik to follow specifically Rabenu, because of course there's always machloket on a tzaddik like Rabbeinu, on, the, on Rabbeinu himself, as we know the story that uh, Rabenu came down to the world, um, and the only reason why he was given permission to come down to the world after Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai had put all his force and his t- and his prayers to bring Rabenu down to the world. The only reason why Rabenu was allowed to come down was simply because the Satan told Hashem I will allow Rabenu to come down on the condition that there's going to be machloket on him. And that I'm going to use people to, to, to fight against him. That was the only condition in which the Satan uh, told Hashem to allow the, the soul of Rabenu to the world. Because we know when Hashem told the Satan that he was going to bring down this Nishama to the world, the Satan said, you can't do that because it takes away my job. So Hashem Ibaq said, he's coming down to the world. I don't care. Go find something. And the Satan said, essentially, that what? Okay, you can bring him down now because I'm going to use people to uh, fight against him. Meaning I'm going to create makhluk around this tzaddik. Basically, strife and opposition around Rabbeinu. And uh, unfortunately, this we see even today that there's many people that still don't think that Rabbeinu is uh, what he says he is. And uh, we have to be logical. <laughs> and... Uh, 
Look what Rabbeinu said in Chayim Oran. He already tells us this. Rabbeinu said, there's no middle ground with me. Whatever I say is the way I say it. And because I say such lofty things, such clear things about myself, either I am what I say I am, or I'm exactly not what I say I am. So it's either I'm the upright man and the tzaddik that I say I am, and in that case we have to believe him 100%, or you choose not to believe him and you think he's wicked, God forbid. But there's no middle ground in saying Rabbeinu the tzaddik, but he's not who he says he is. Because that's the biggest hypocrisy. You cannot say that a tzaddik, he himself is saying where he is at, and he himself is saying what he has attained, but you're saying, no, he didn't attain that. Who are you to say that? Either he's a tzaddik, and what he says is a met, or he's not a tzaddik, he says he is, and everything he says is false. There's no middle ground. It doesn't make sense to say that Rabbeinu is a tzaddik, but what he said he is, is not true. No, if he's a tzaddik, then what he says is a met. And what he says, whenever he's saying it so confidently, must be true and must be a met. It's not that he made a mistake because he says it a hundred times over. So um, it's either a completely a met or it's complete sheker. And there's no in between. And this is something we have to nail in our head because we will not come to, to fully realize this until we have a little bit of emuna, and we decide to take the plunge and to follow the advice that Rabbeinu gives us because today we cannot do it without him. And uh, he has all the advice for a person who really wants to draw close to Hashem Bach, especially because he saw all the problems coming before. And we're discussing this right now in Tzichot Aran, that nobody today wants to speak about Emunah. And Rabbeinu is the one who put all the emphasis around Emunah. As Rabbeinu teaches us in Tzichot Aran, we're going to see later, that Rabbeinu has a dibur, he says like this, that none of the tzaddikim are screaming and, and uh, what do you call it, parching their throats, um, like me about the subject of faith. Rabbeinu says that I have no voice about the fact of how much I'm screaming about reinforcing oneself in Emunah. Emunah is the most important thing and Rabbeinu put all his emphasis, especially toward the end of his life, about increasing one's faith, about increasing Emunah among the Jewish people because he saw that in the future this would become a big chidush as we saw above in the last uh, podcast that there will be a, a simple upright Jew will be as big as a chidush as a Baal Shem Tov. And look in Sichot Vesipurim, look in Korveor, in uh, the Sefer over there, Rabbi Avraham Rabbi Nachman writes in, that, in, the, in the section Sichot Vesipurim, you'll see over there how Rabbi Avraham Rabbi Nachman says, this is referring to uh, the Inyan, that even a simple person who doesn't netilata die before he eats bread will be as big as a Chidush. The simplest of things will be lost from the Jewish people. Because what? Because we're going to become sophisticated, because we're not going to believe Him. The main thing is Emunat Chachamim. The main thing is Emunat Hashem. And this is what we're talking about here. That Rabbeinu is saying, as we just saw in Lamed Zayin, and now we're going to see in Lamed Chet, the main thing is to throw away our sophistications and believe in simplicity. And therefore, one who travels to the tzaddik is already throwing off this heavy burden of atheism simply because he's traveling to the tzaddik. And this is a sign of faith, which is the exact opposite, opposite of heresy. So Rabbeinu says, now that Epikosut has spread in the world, people have allowed themselves to speak against the true tzaddikim. And Rabbeinu is not only speaking about uh, Goyim, as we're, we just mentioned. Even Jews, Jewish people today, allow their atheism within them because each and every person has that philosophy within them as Rabbeinu teaches us. They allow themselves to speak against true tzaddikim and speak against them. It's like one who unleashes his tongue against the entire world as if they think nothing of it at all. As if they think nothing of the world. They don't even care about it. And the truth is this atheism is in itself against Hashem Barach. 
But they're embarrassed to speak explicitly against Hashem. Therefore, they do what? They twist that atheism of theirs and they speak against the wicked people. Sorry, against the people of the world. My bad, not the wicked people. The wicked speak against the people of the world. They speak against the tzaddikim, the irei Hashem. Why? Because they're scared to speak against Hashem. They have embarrassment, but against the tzaddikim, they have nothing. This is what it says in Tehidim. This is what it means when it says, They have set their mouth against heaven. What does that mean? That the truth is, that which they speak in their mouths, that which they're speaking, the heresy they speak, is truthfully directed toward Hashem Ibarach, toward the heaven. Because the main aspect of their words, their main words are against Hashem Ibarach, as if to say, like we said above. But what's the ending of the verse? And their tongue walks about the earth, meaning what? That because they're embarrassed to speak explicitly against Hashem, therefore their tongues walk around the earth. That their tongues begin to, they unleash their tongues against the entire world, against all the people. But truthfully, their mouths are directed against Hashem against heaven. And this we see that people are scared to speak against Hashem. But you know what? They speak against the true tzaddikim. They decide to say certain things, this and that, to cover up their lack of faith in Hashem. And this is something that we have to be careful of. And uh, we end off with a final siman, Namitet, a beautiful siman. Rabbeinu says it's fitting for a person to feel another person's troubles, another individual's troubles or anguish. All the more so, the community's anguish. God forbid, balev in your own heart. Rabbeinu is saying you have to feel other people's pain in your own heart. You have to feel it within you. Not only other, other individuals, but uh, community, the many as a whole. Rabbeinu, it says in Chayim Oran, Rabbi Natan writes it, that Rabbeinu himself prayed. He says in the name of Rabbeinu, that Rabbeinu said about himself that he prayed to Hashem to get to the point where he could feel the pain of every single Jew. That any person who would have come before him with this problem, he would be able to feel it in his heart the same way that person felt it. Meaning, God forbid, a person came to Rabbeinu with a certain sickness, Rabbeinu would feel that exact sickness. Rabbeinu said, I got to the place where no matter what a person came to me with, I could feel his pain, and I, the second I could pray for it, I could get, let it go. Meaning that what? Rabbeinu said, in the snap of the finger, I can feel the pain, in the snap of the finger, I could let it go. Rabenu wasn't uh, wasn't hiding himself and shying away, shying himself away from the pain of others, especially those who came to see him with serious problems. Rabenu put himself in their shoes, and that's why he was the biggest doctor. The biggest tzaddik has to be the biggest doctor because he puts himself into uh, in the uh, what do you call it? these people's shoes. He feels and he has compassion for them. He feels what they're going through. Because it's possible a person can know of the anguish a person might be going through. And he can, he can clearly know the pain that a person might feel. Yet nonetheless, even though he feels this and knows this with certainty, his heart might not feel the pain at all, might not feel the anguish at all. We see that sometimes a person can actually understand the pain. 
but yet not feel a single thing. Meaning it's in a person's mind, but not in a person's heart. And this is something that is very important to remember, as Rabbeinu always highlights the relationship between the mind and the heart, and how to draw them together. As Rabbeinu teaches us in Lesson 4, we're going to see this inyan also in Lesson 15. And let's hop right into it. That what? Rabbeinu says that what? That, okay, you might not feel another person's pain, but all the more so a person should feel the pain of the community as a whole. It's fitting that in your heart you feel the pain and the anguish that the public is going through, right? At the very least. And Rabbeinu says that if a person doesn't feel this deep down, you need to strike your head against the wall. You need to really hit your head against the wall. Meaning to hit your head against the walls of the heart. What's the heart? It's the place of the emotions. The midot. That what? That Rabbanu teaches us in lesson 49 that all the midot are, exist in the heart. And we know that if a person's mind is separate from the heart, this is very dangerous. This is why a person, Rabbanu says, a person must never rely on his own wisdom. He always must rely on the inana faith. Because you can never only rely on, you can never only rely on sechel and chokhmah. You have to throw away your chokhmah and feel the, feel the relationship. Meaning what? You cannot just rely on your wisdom. You have to hit your head against the walls of the, of the heart. Meaning what? You have to connect your mind to your heart. You might know of another person's pain, but you're not feeling it. And Rabbeinu is saying you have to address that. Meaning you have to strike your head against the walls of the heart. is brought in another place. Look in a few lessons of Likute Moran. Lesson 15, lesson 154. Rabbeinu writes in lesson 15, the main, the essence of that, the essence of knowledge is in the heart. It, it exists within the heart. Meaning that what is true that, it's not whenever that is just left in the mind. Is that when that that gets spread down and gets transferred down into the heart, that is true that. And what does Rabbeinu say? Rabbeinu brings the verse that we say in Alenu. Alenu Shabbat that we say at the end of Tfilah every single day. And you shall know today, and you shall return it to your heart. Meaning what? That you need to transfer the dat into the heart. Understand this well. The entire story of the king and the emperor, that Rabbeinu teaches us in Sipo Masyot, the second story that he told, is exactly um, this relationship between the mind and the heart. If a person wants to understand this inyan, you have to go over there. How to never separate Chokhmah from Bina. Chokhmah which represents the mind and Bina which represents the heart. How to never separate these two because we know they're always uh, in constant union as brother and the Zohar, that um, they're always together. And we should never separate them. That the mind can never be separated from the heart. And this is why to feel something is very important. To feel that, that knowledge. That the knowledge gets brought down into the aspect of the heart. Into the aspect of internalization. Into the aspect of the lev, which is emotion. It's not, it's not something that can be explained. It's something that's internalized. It's something deep within. And uh, this is something very important. Rabbeinu was saying that you shouldn't just keep everything in the mind as a knowledge. It also has to be brought down to the lev. This is why it's so important to do it. Bodedut. Rabbeinu emphasizes it. Bodedut, because the true that exists within the heart. The heart, when a person spills out his heart before Hashem Ibach. Not when he, he, uh, he perceives Hashem's greatness all the time. That's not the main thing. The main thing is to speak about it with Hashem Ibach. To speak to Hashem as if you have a best friend. That's the main inyan of Yibodadut. That's the main inyan of that. That's when that is truly manifested into the world. When it's brought into speech. When it's brought into a conversation. When you use your heart to express yourself before Hashem Ibach.
Afterwards, I heard in Rabenu's name that he said, Rabenu said that with regard to what he just mentioned, that a person needs to hit his head against the wall. What did that mean? To hit your head against the walls of your uh, against the walls of your heart. Meaning that well, you have to transfer your mind, your knowledge into the heart. That you shouldn't just know of the pain of someone else. You should feel it too. So Rabbeinu says what? Rabbi Natan says that I heard in Rabbeinu's name that this idea we see with regard to the verse that is mentioned about Chizkiyahu. That Chizkiyahu turned his face to the wall. Rabbeinu basically says what? That Chizkiyahu, he turns and he drew his face, which is what? The mind and the dat that he had, the knowledge that he had, into the heart, into the walls of the heart. Meaning that, which we mentioned above. That the main panim of a person, the main face of a person, what does it mean that Chizkiyahu turned his face? That what's a face? It's the wisdom and the dat, it's the knowledge, the awareness. Which is the light of the face? As brought down in other lessons, also we see in the verse Chokhmat Adam Taipanav, the wisdom of man lights up his face. That what is the true light of a person's face? It's the wisdom. That when Chizkiyahu turned his face to the wall, what's the face? It's the wisdom to the wall. What's the wall? The walls of the heart. That you must always connect the heart and the mind. And this is something that will always keep us successful. If you just have the heart, you're like um, a dog in a sense. Kulolev, it's only heart. But it has no mind, it has no intelligence. And what's the union of the, le- the mind? Mind is dry, it's cold. And it's, it has no, uh, has no warmth. There's nothing there that has em- it's, that's emotional. You cannot understand someone truly without the union of the heart. This is why you need both of them. And Bezrat Hashem, may we be able to combine the two, to constantly use both of them. Never rely on one of them alone. And uh, for more about this, I really recommend looking at the story, studying the story of the king and the emperor, the second story of Sipar Masyot, which is exactly the depth of the story, as is noted by the, uh, the students of Rabbeinu, um, uh, Rabbi Avraham uh, Ben Rabbi Avraham Ben Nachman, and uh, Rabbi Nachman of Cherin, who discusses Inyan as the relationship between Chokhman Bina, the wisdom and the heart, the wisdom and understanding, which is the mind and the heart. So, Bezrat Hashem, that's it for today, and we continue next podcast with Siman Men.